The Uriguaze podcast channel is brought to you by First Nations Fiber. Welcome to the Yearly Was a Front Page Podcast. And our guest this week is Kenneth Deer from the Haudenosaunee External Relations Committee. And our topic is Pope Francis's recent visit to Canada and his apology in regards to the Catholic Church's involvement in the residential school system. First Nations Wireless is now First Nations Fiber. You've seen our team working through the community to get you connected. From the new development to the OCR, from the 207 to Clay Mountains, FN Fiber makes fiber optic internet easy for everyone. Coming to Gonhawaga soon. Visit radio.fnfiber.com to sign up today. Pope Francis made a, a visit to official visit to Canada to apologize, you know, on behalf of the church for the residential school system. First of all, I'm sitting here with Kenneth Deer. What are your thoughts on the the apology? Well, I, I think the um, the apologies were a whole lot better than the ones he made in Rome. Um, you know, and it was a step up and, and it had a lot more substance to it. And um, and also broadened the responsibility a bit, but he did not take responsibility for the whole church. And and I think that that's a shortcoming. But it was a significant, I, I, I you know, a, I know that Pope gets a lot of criticism, but uh, we'll give him credit for uh, uh, for being a fuller apology and a more sincere um, um, apology. I, I think he had to reflect on it for a long time uh, before he chose those those words. And those words also had to be probably vetted by the lawyers before he could say them. As a step forward, if people, uh, uh, those the survivors, if, if they feel comfortable with that, fine. You know, if, if they like that, who, who are... Who is anybody to get to make them feel bad about the apology? Let, if if it feels good to them, then that's that's fine. If it makes them uh, give them some uh, closure, you know, you know, that's fine. And for those who who can accept it, I think there are some people. Doesn't matter what the Pope will say. Well, they, they won't they won't accept anything that uh, that he says. So yeah, the the two ends of the of, of the of the spectrum. But uh, I and personally, I I feel that the uh, the church as an entity has to take responsibility. You know, it's a uh, it's a huge organization, and and it's not like they didn't know what was going on at, in Rome. Uh, they all make reports, and and uh, you know, and and the buck stops with the boss, you know. And, and the Pope is the boss, and he has to take responsibility for that. And I told that to the bishops too, myself personally, when I said that, and and they were, you know, and I don't think they liked that too much, you know, because I compared the church to a corporation, you know, you know, when you have a corporation and one of your departments does something dumb. You, you, as the boss, you take responsibility. You know. Hockey Canada is another example. You know, the the, the people at the top got to take responsibility for what happens below below them. Yeah, for for sure. Uh, and then you were a part of a, a delegation that traveled to Quebec City during Pope Francis's travels across across Canada. Can we talk a little bit more about sure. what the purpose of that visit was? There's a long history. There's a history of that. First of all, we, we we've been uh, uh, we weren't the Haudenosaunee. I'm part of the Haudenosaunee External Relations Committee, and uh, and and it's our responsibility to to have you know relations with with other you know exterior bodies and 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 the Pope is not only the head of the church but he's also the head of state you know the Holy See, what people call the Vatican, and um, uh, so that's our responsibility, and uh, we've been camp on a campaign for many years uh, to get the uh, Pope to rescind the the um, the papal bulls and make up the doctrine of discovery. 
And uh, so this, so that's what we were focused on. We were not, we're not looking for an, an apology. An apology is just words without action. And we think a good uh, piece, a good action he could take is to is to revoke those papal bulls, bulls because states are still using that today. So um, you know, we uh, we met with the Pope in um, uh, we met in Rome. I met the Pope in 2016, and we we went again to the Vatican in in, in 2018. So well, this is just an extension uh, of that. We didn't. We were not invited uh, to go to the delegation that went to Rome in in, in March, but uh, there was um, you know an Oneida and a Mohawk woman who were there, who were went along to, for uh, spiritual guidance uh, uh, for the delegations, and they brought a cradleboard with them uh, to represent uh, the, the children that have died and that haven't returned, and they uh, they gave them a, a gift, and we and the Haudenosaunee, the External Relations Committee, uh, sent a letter to the Pope asking them that let's have a, a meeting to discuss the papal bulls. And uh, so they presented that to the Pope. And the bishops um, there um, who, saw the, who, uh, who saw the letter, I presume, said that we'll have a discussion about that when we get home. So when they returned, um, we've been asking the bishops for that discussion, and the discussion never took place. So um, now the Pope was coming to Canada, uh, uh, with Michelle Shenandoah, who who was the the cradleboard carrier, she's been pushing for this meeting, and uh, and so um, we did get an invitation to to sit down at the within the personal, uh, what do you call that, the private session on Friday with survivors. Uh, originally, there'd be four of us that that were that, that were selected to go. Louise Hearn, the bear clan mother from Augustine, who was really behind the women, you know, for this Michelle Shenandoah, who was a Cradleboard carrier. It was supposed to be Sid Hill, Tararaho, but he couldn't make it. So uh, Colin Martin, uh, the you know, Mohawk from Six Nations, was part of the delegation, and myself. And um, so we were supposed to meet with the Pope on 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 Friday morning for ten minutes, and and then after that, ten minutes for uh, Chief Sillaboy, I think from the Micmac, and and then and then uh, twenty um, survivors, you know. However, as, the, as days got closer, they, they said, no, says that that's not the proper place for you. We're going we're gonna to put you in the political, in, in the state meeting on, on, on Wednesday afternoon at 4 o'clock. That would be more appropriate for you to present there. So fine. So we were going to all prepare. We had our statement prepared and everything like that. So, uh, so Wednesday morning, the day of the meeting, we get a, we get a message saying that we're not going to be able to present to the Pope. So we were quite upset about that, and uh, we almost didn't go, but we we met and we decided that well, uh, and we also we were encouraged to go because things might change. Things are so fluid. This is one of the most disorganized <laughs> uh, events I ever uh, been involved in. Usually, these uh, international events are well planned, well choreographed, and this is one of them. You know, uh, you know, the, I think the, um, the 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 council of bishops, bishops can organize a mass very well, but not a papal visit. You know. And uh, so anyway, so so we um, we went to the um, to the state meeting, and we were hoping that there would be some change. In the, we did it. They never showed us. We never got an agenda. We don't know what was on the agenda. And the Pope got there two hours late, and um, and uh, so the Governor General uh, Mary Simon uh, welcomed him, and that was very well. She made a very fine speech, you know, she, as an Indigenous uh, person herself, you know. Justin Trudeau, as Prime Minister, made, made a speech, and, and the Pope made a made a speech, and also repeated. His, his apology, you know. and he also had a really long talk about colonialism. You know the evils of colonialism, and then it then it ended. 
and uh, and 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 nobody was allowed, allowed to speak. The Haudenosaunee wasn't allowed to speak, and no other political indigenous leadership allowed to speak. So it was, I know it's ironic that the Pope would talk, talk about the evils of colonialism, and at that time only colonial powers were allowed to speak, and no indigenous people were allowed to speak. So, so it, it was very frustrating and and, um, and upsetting, and uh, and we let them know it. We we told them. Um, you know that every that we we told the governor general. You know we told the prime minister staff. You know, uh, and we told them that we we thought that was very inappropriate not to allow indigenous people to, to address the pope at that time because it was a state meeting, and the Haudenosaunee looks at the Holy See at, at, at a nation to nation level. You know, and we weren't we weren't allowed to address the the Holy See. So that was not good. You know, but we but we did make a lot of um you know other contacts. We we spoke to some embarrassed. There were some ambassadors there from a number of countries that we made contact with, and uh, you know, and there was also um, you know the prime minister's office and also the governor general's office. We, we we spoke with Mary Simon and her people, and they were very helpful and very supportive. And they tried to get us a, a, an, another opportunity to to meet with the Pope on Friday morning. They worked hard. They worked very hard to convince the Vatican. Now we have to tell you uh, this: that uh, everybody has told us all the avenues that we've tried to make sure. Make sure that we we address the Pope. They said it's up to the Vatican. You know, the Governor General's office tried to get us, and they said that the Vatican makes the decision. People we talked to in the Kenyan government said, "We we understand what you what, what you want, but it's up to the Vatican." You know, we talked to the Assembly of First Nations. They said it's the Vatican. You know, so wh where it's the Vatican that made the, made those decisions on, on on the agenda and who would speak, and who won't speak. You know. So. Um, it was clear that the Vatican then did not want us to talk uh, to them. And uh, on Friday morning, again, we weren't where we, when, where we were originally invited to, to, two women were allowed to go. Michelle Shenandoah with the Cradle Board was invited to that meeting. You know. And then and then she was asked to leave, asked to leave that meeting on Friday morning by two women and saying that this, this event is only for survivors. And she was there to support survivors, you know, and also to give a message on the papal bulls, but she was asked to leave. and. The, and even and she was like you know saying that she had an invitation, and they were threatened with uh, the security would would ask them will get them to leave if they don't leave. And who was it was representatives of 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 the Vatican that asked her to leave? Uh, yep, yeah, I guess there were they said there were two women. All they said they said it was two 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 women there that asked them to leave, and 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 the chairs that they were sitting on, they were sitting on chairs, and they were saying that it's, it's too crowded. So I mean they are they are already sitting there, but then they 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 got asked them to leave and they took their two chairs out with them. So it was um, I thought that was very insulting to to Michelle Shenandoah, who carried the cradle board. And the Pope said that she was told that the Pope wanted to see the cradle board when it came to Canada, and the Pope never saw the cradle board, never got to see it at at at, at the uh, at at the state meeting on Wednesday, and never got to see it at the uh, on, on Friday morning at at the uh, bishop's residence, yeah, the archbishop's residence. So it was, you know, um, disappointing. And, um, you know, it, again, it, you know, the issue area of trust, you know, and, and a good working relationship, you know, is a little bit tarnished uh, by, that, uh, by that behavior. For, for sure. You know, for, for people who may not know what the doctrine of discovery is, can, can you give a, a short explanation? I'll give you a quick explanation. I didn't bring my documents with me in front of me, so I can't quote them exactly, but there were, there were, there were at least two or three papal bulls that were passed by the church. One was in the 1450s 
that um, that allowed the the the, um, the Europeans to enslave the people of Africa, and uh, and and, um, and and to dominate and 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 to Christianize them. And then uh, after um, Christopher Columbus stumbled on the Caribbean and he returned to and he turned to Europe and said, "Well, what do we do? What would those new lands and 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 the Pope uh, said in uh, in 1493 that that if the the people who are there are not Christian, you can you can claim those lands for your monarch." And he divided the uh, the world in half half for the Spanish and half for the Portuguese, right? along the two down the middle of the Atlantic, and um, and uh, so that's how Spain and 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 the, and the tip of Portugal was on the other side of that of that longitude, so Portugal claimed Brazil, you know, and and all and all the Amazon basin. And Spain got was going to get the rest of it. Of course, didn't this didn't sit well with the with with um, with the people of England and France and so so they uh, uh, they used the papal bulls uh, in the same way by claiming uh, they had the right from the Pope to to make to to claim use the same powers uh, uh, in in the fourteen ninety three papal bull, and that's how they were claiming land in North America and the Pacific and and where wherever else they went to, and also the Dutch did were doing that in you know, in, in Asia. So uh, these papal bulls were, were, were how states uh, superseded our sovereignty because we weren't Christian. And that the indigenous people on these lands had, had no more rights than the animals that, that, that lived there. You know? So that's why people planted crosses. They did different, they planted crosses or flags or whatever to, to state this is the, I, I claim this land for my, for my king. And, and that's how they still today, they um, the, the, those edicts that, that they made are the justification uh, for for the um, the sovereignty o o over our territory, and that's why the land that Canada has is called Crown land. It comes from that doctrine of discovery, even though they may have changed it, altered it, you you know, maneuvered a bit and changed the, uh, you know, it, it's all based on that. It all goes right back to the to, to the doctrine of discovery. The um, the um, Royal Proclamation of 1763 still uh, uh, says that they, they own the land. They can make treaties with Indians, and, and, but the land still belongs to, to, the, to the crown. But if you, have a, if you make a treaty with an Indian, the, the underlying title stills with the crown. If you don't have a treaty with them, the land still belongs to the crown. So it doesn't, it really didn't matter. And, and so that, the, the whole idea of crown land in Canada, which reserves are, apparently, is is. From the right, from the doctrine of discovery. And how long has the Haudenosaunee been working on rescinding th these well, doctrines? I, I, I think the first, the the first time I, I that I know of is uh, in, in particular was uh, I think Orrin Lyons made a statement in, in Geneva in two thousand and one, where, where they they made a statement and uh, he was telling me the story just the other day. He, they were at the working group on indigenous populations and and he he brought up the issue on on the floor. And there were about five priests sitting at the at the Holy See desk, you know, and all five heads just turned, snapped around to see who is this guy speaking, you know, and um, uh, so so he, he talked then about about the papal bulls that, that that were used to 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 steal the land from us, and then well you know and it led to uh, uh, you know other uh, statements that would under permanent form in New York we had a uh, we had a, a whole session on the doctrine of discovery and and and, and uh, a lot of work was done in, in, in New York, and it was, uh, you know, we, we kept pressuring, uh, 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 you know, ringing it up every, every opportunity we could. And we went to um, 
on the long march to Rome in, in 2016. I was present. We, I was the only only holding the show any present, and uh, I had a mandate uh, to be there. And I, uh, and we met with Bishop uh, Archbishop Tomasi, who was the uh, chairman of the Papal Council for Peace and Justice. And we talked to him about the papal bulls. And at that meeting, we were invited to meet the Pope in St. Peter's Square. And uh, we all, all there, there were about 11 or 12 of us, and we all made a pact that when we, when we were asked to shake the hands of the Pope, we would bring up the Doctrine of Discovery. So when I got my, I was the second person to go up to the Pope, and I, I, I told him directly to his face to rescind the papal bulls that make up the Doctrine of Discovery because states are still using it today to dispossess and disempower indigenous people. All he said was, uh, bless you, my son, I'll pray for you. Was, and he gave me a rosary. And, uh, but, um, but at least I did, I, I, I said it right to him, and others behind me you know, said similar things uh, to him. And, um, and Archbishop Tomasi says that, that you know, maybe there are some things that they could do about it. We went back again in 2018 and, uh, to talk about, the, to put, again, to put pressure, and we were told at that time, Talk to the bishops, because the bishops are the ones that the the, the pope is not a king, you know. It's not, no, he has to. He gets direction, and 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 the bishops are 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 the people at the front line. So get the bishops to get them to rescind the papal bulls. In two thousand and sixteen, the um, the Canadian uh, Council of Catholic Bishops did put out a statement condemning the doctrine of discovery, but it didn't go far enough. So we came back, and I happened to meet with the Council of Bishops in Quebec City. And I met one of the the, the writers of that and of of that statement by the by the bishops, and he agrees that it it can be stronger, and they're looking at making a stronger statement. So um, those are some of the things that we've been doing to uh, uh, to uh, to put pressure on on the um, on uh, on the on the Vatican. So at least twenty years. I can't say a, a year before that specifically in the nineteen eight, uh, eighteen in, in the 1980s or nineties if we did anything. What would it mean internationally if these these papal bulls were were rescinded? I, uh, first of all, I, I I think that states won't be able to use the doctrine of discovery in their court cases against indigenous peoples. For instance, you know the the the, the most famous one is the United is the, is the Marshall decisions, you know, and um, and uh, in, in the Marshall decisions there was a case where you had um, one person who bought land from an indigenous nation. And you have another man who bought the same piece of property from the U.S. government. So they were both claiming the same piece of land. One saying you bought it from the indigenous people and one from the government. I went to the Supreme Court and Justice Marshall said that, they, he said that the, the person who bought the land from the U.S. government owns the land because the, the, the U.S. government owns the land by right of discovery. And that Marshall decision has been law. In, in the United States since that time. And, and the Marshall decision has been used by Canada. They quote the Marshall decision, they quote the Marshall decisions in, in Canadian courts uh, saying that, you know, jurisprudence, you know, says that, that the doctrine of discovery prevails, you know, over, over indigenous uh, a title to land. And um, so if the Vatican uh, uh, makes a strong statement saying that, that they can no longer use the doctrine of discovery, to, to dispossess indigenous lands. In future cases, uh, we, we don't know what it, what it can do for the past. We can't, it'd be difficult to make it, to apply it retroactively. We can try to uh, uh, apply it retroactively. I'm not saying we're not going to, we're certainly gonna try, but certainly uh, from now into the future, we can't. 
if we make a Mohawk land claim, you know, for the southern part of Quebec, Quebec can't won't be able to use the doctrine of discovery to say it's their land, or or the government of Canada won't be able to say well it's their land because of the doctrine of discovery. So it would help in in those kind of future uh, uh, litigations if we ever try to do that. I'm not in favor of going to court, uh, you know, because courts are are still non-indigenous people uh, uh, making decisions about indigenous people. So I'm, I'm not I'm not in favor of courts. But I'm just telling you that the potential is there, uh, that um, uh, that that courts can can be more can um, decide that it is our land. It's not Canadian. It's not Crown land, but but Indigenous land. And um, and we're also we're asking the the Vatican is to be more proactive because the, the 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 Vatican has been absolutely passive because they claim that those um, papal bulls were rescinded a long time ago. Well, if they were rescinded, then why don't you say something? Then you didn't say anything when when the Mar when Justice Marshall made his decision, you know, or or, or all those times that the Canadian Supreme Court made those decisions. You know, the the Vatican has to become more active or or, or more, uh, you know, because uh, we should be able to subpoena the, the Vatican to, in, in our in court cases like that uh, that that deal that would would deal um, with the doctrine of discovery to say bring them to court, say telling that the doctrine of discovery. Is is immoral and illegal, and, and and cannot be used to continue to dispossess Indigenous people. So the Vatican, the Vatican has to be way way more 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 vocal. They can't be passive. You know, they're just sitting there saying, "Well, it's been revoked, and states shouldn't do that, and we can't tell states what to do." Yes, they can. They can. It doesn't mean the states will listen to them, but they 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 have the moral obligation, you know, uh, to to be more forceful. In 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 uh, not allowing the doctrine of discuss, discovery to be applied, and especially because throughout history, states acted on behalf of the church in exploration and 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 evangelizing and and and, and missionary work. Right, that's right. They, you know, they, they the whole uh, residential school thing was was a partnership. It wasn't, uh, you know, that that the, the church gleefully uh, was there to help convert or make sure our children were good Catholics. And 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 to rid of them of of uh, devil worshiping, uh, which they call which what they were calling our own spirituality, and um, you, you know and making them and getting rid of the um, the uh, the their identity, you know, and getting rid of the power of the women in our case, you know, because you know that we were a matrilineal society, women had a lot of power, and um, and the church is patrilineal, and um, and 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 they were aghast that women had so much power in our in our communities. And the residential schools was a way of erasing the power of the women, of, of our women. So it, when the Pope, I mean, the church cannot say that, um, uh, in my opinion, that the residential schools were separate from the doctrine of discovery. No, they, it was an extension of the doctrine of discovery. It, 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 they, were, they were applying the, um, the principle that the state owned the land and the state had a right to, that, that we had no more rights than animals. So that they... It it, it it defies logic for them to try to claim any kind of in, innocence or or distance from from the doctrine of discovery and residential schools. I met with the Canadian Council of Bishops on uh, on Thursday evening. We had dinner with them, and uh, it wasn't again. It, it wasn't what we thought it would be. We, we said that we would have a um, a working dinner with the with the bishops to talk about post apology. You know, what can we do after an apology? And we thought it would be like you know we'd have dinner, maybe a buffet, and then. And we'd all be sleeping in a big room and people would talk, you know, we would get up and everybody would hear what everybody else has to say. But it's not the way it worked. 
it was, we, it was a whole bunch of round t uh, tables, you know, we got served dinner. At each table, there was about three bishops, uh, two or three bishops. There were three bishops at my table, you know. And, um, and so uh, we, uh, so the rest of the bishops wouldn't hear what I'm saying or any, any other else is saying. We only could speak to the, to the people at our, at our table. However, I had the good fortune, just by dumb luck, to have the Secretary General of the Catholic Council of Canadian Bishops at my table. And I didn't even know it until the next day, you know, that who he was. But I noticed that this, he was smarter than the other two guys. You know? So we, at this uh, table, there, there, there were three bishops, and, and we had to give them quite an education on who the Haudenosaunee was, because they didn't know who the Haudenosaunee was. They thought the AFN represented everybody, and we had to explain to them, no, we don't, you know, no, they don't. And, the difference between what, uh, what the Indian Act uh, was and what it tried to do and what it tried to do to Haudenosaunee, and and that that the AFN represented its uh, bodies that that were created by the Indian Act, and the Haudenosaunee was outside the Indian Act. So that was all a revelation to them. Yeah. Uh, then we talked about the papal bulls, and the uh, Secretary General was one of the drafters of the statement that the bishops made in 2016, and he's the one that said yes. He admitted that that statement could be stronger and could be better, and they're working on it. And, they're, 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 and he said that, actually, he said, Mr. Deere, I, I read some of the stuff that he wrote on the document of discovery. Oh, all right. So now it made sense why he said that. You know. The other two guys, one guy was very quiet. The other guy was very defensive, you know, defending, saying, oh, we don't have to do anything else. You know. So we had to debate with them about that. So it was a good debate. And, um, and we also talked about, uh, besides the doctrine, we, we, there are other things they could do. One is to return our sacred items. The, the, the church has a, a huge collection of indigenous material. And, uh, and we, 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 gonna go, we should go sort through that stuff. And the stuff that they shouldn't have should be returned. You know? and, the, um, and the bishops said they're working on that. They said there's a they are at, in Rome working on a, on, on a list of all the stuff we have. And, and we'll look at it. And, and, uh, and, and, maybe, and maybe we can return. That's not maybe. They said then we should return. What, what what they shouldn't have, and he, and he and he said of all the things that we can do together, that's probably the easiest. <laughs> the easiest thing to do is to return the sacred items. The other thing with, that we we mentioned to them was that we want access to their documents, you know, to the, all the historic documents that they have, uh, because it's very difficult to get access to to their material. And uh, I used the also I used the example of here uh, the Ganasadage. The Suplician priests, the Suplicians, were uh, a sect uh, that did not take a vow of poverty. So uh, they were called gentlemen priests, so they could keep their family wealth, and they could keep the wealth that they generate them, themselves. And, they, and the wealth they collected there was the scenery of Lake of Two Mountains. You know? The scenery of Lake of Two Mountains was supposed to be for the Mohawks, but the Suplicians su supplanted that, and they took over the, 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 the scenery. And, um, and, and so there was always a conflict. The video uh, uh, by Bomb Swing, 270 Years of Resistance, talks about that 270 years of conflict with the Suplicians over, over, over the land. And now it's what? It's over 300 years now. And the Suplicians are not allowing Mohawks to look at the documentation. So uh, we, we need the, the Vatican to put pressure on, on the Suplicians to, for transparency, you know, to, to, to see that stuff. So that's an, a gain that might be able, very helpful to to the Mohawks, our Mohawk brothers and sisters in Ganesadage, if, 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 that, if, that, if that could happen. And yeah, another thing we talked about was that they, they need, the, the bishops were talking about having more sensitivity training. <laughs> and that we, and I think that uh, certainly we can uh, be, we can teach the, uh, the, the bishops about the Haudenosaunee uh, because they don't seem to know.
um, you know, they, I don't think they know very much about us or uh, have misconceptions of what the AFN is. So we have to correct some, some of that, some of that stuff. So those are some of the things we, we, uh, we, we talked about. And not only that, we, by luck, I guess not luck, but uh, we, I, I, I talked to them. About, we talked about Pope Francis himself as the individual, and uh, I, I, you know, and I said that we have to look. Beyond, he's he's getting elderly and and you know not well. And what's going to be the next pope? And uh, and just by coincidence, we the pope was musing about retiring because of health. He said that just the other day, and uh, so I I I, uh, so I brought it up to them about what's going to happen next. Who's going to be the next pope? Not who is going to be the next pope as an individual, but what what kind of pope are we going to have? Because um, uh, there are some elements in the Catholic Church have been critical of of uh, Pope Francis of being too liberal, and they've they've openly at, you know. Attack or criticized him in public, you know, in, in some of the letters and they, they wrote. They said uh, not to worry about Pope Francis. He he has very strong allies, you know. Yeah, but what happens after he's gone? Who's going to be the next one? And and uh, I, I told them maybe the uh, the next pope might be less liberal, you know, because of because of this pushback, you know. And they and they said, well, we're not worried about that. That was their comment. But now that the pope made that statement that he was thinking of retiring. I think the political wheels are spinning now. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, President Biden would say, "Well, I I'm not going to run for president next, next term," you know, and you'll see the politics change. You know? So I'm just wondering what what will uh, by making that statement. I don't know if the Pope weakened himself, and I don't know if the if if the um you know the posturing starts taking the place now with with cardinals on who who will be the who should be the next uh, Pope. You know, maybe the next Pope will. He, he's the first one outside of Europe. You know, he came from uh, Argentina. And uh, the next pope maybe will come from Africa, but who knows, you know? And uh, but it all depends on on the, on, on the cardinals who, who who they will check. Another issue that I want to take, speaking of, of uh, Pope Francis, is uh, on the airplane he said that the residential schools were a genocide, and I thought that was an amazing statement by by, by the pope. He didn't. Too bad he didn't say it in Quebec City because he should have. You know, he should have said it while he was on the ground. But the, going back to his statements and his apologies and the words, those are all scripted. They were all scripted. So in the airplane, he, he just had a, a press conference with the, with, the, with the media on the plane, and that was unscripted. So when you hear the Pope saying that the residential schools were an act of genocide, that's Pope Francis talking, not the lawyers. You know? So I thought that was a good insight into, into, into Pope Francis. Okay. Thank you very much for, right. for your time. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Now go everybody for listening. Our other podcasts like Meatheads and The Beating Table can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your DWSA and its employees.